You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. Thank you so much for joining us. It is Wednesday, November 21st. It's Thanksgiving Eve. I am thankful that you are listening to Locked On Nittany Lions. We have uh, a show previewing the Maryland-Penn State game this weekend. It is, uh, it'll be our last show of the week, shortened week here. A lot of travel and other stuff on. Uh, I meant to get three shows up this week, but then my computer deleted uh, two interviews I did, so that's not going to be happening anymore. <laughs> it's just going to be this show to close out the week, and then we will be back next week to, uh, to to talk about Maryland, talk about Penn State's regular season, to talk about some bowl scenarios. We'll do all that next week after the final regular season game. Also, my apologies to both John McGonigal of the Center Daily Times and Ryan Connors, who covers Maryland for uh, Testudo Times and some other outlets. Uh, they were the two interviews that my computer decided uh, not to save correctly, and now they're both gone. But I talked to both of them for a while and, and uh, learned some things. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So some of the stuff uh, that those guys said, I'll try to kind of uh, regurgitate it. And But you'll just hear me on today's podcast. I'm, so, I'm sorry to say. Uh, but we will have uh, our three things to know this week. Three things to know as Penn State preps for Maryland. Some James Franklin rumors. Scandalous. Not really. But James Franklin was asked about a different job. We'll get into that. In a little bit, we'll have our three things to know. We'll have our top five. Going to make it a holiday-themed top five of the uh, top five things to be thankful for this holiday or this uh, 2018 season uh, for Penn State. And yes, there are there are at least five. And uh, we'll also have Penn State trivia all wrapped in today's show. So thanks again for joining me. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, let's dive into it here with our three things to know this week, starting with... Uh, that James Franklin rumor, speculation, report, whatever you want to call it, it is uh, James Franklin has been, let's say, linked to the USC, let's say, job. Uh, so just to preface this, this is the time of year. The next five to seven weeks are going to be filled with people getting fired, people getting hired, people being rumored to take jobs they're not actually going to take. People will report that people are taking jobs they're actually not going to take. There's going to be a wild speculation that is the coaching carousel season. That's the way it goes. That's the way it will go. James Franklin's name is linked already to this one school that doesn't even have an opening yet. Uh, And it might not be the last time we hear this. I'm sure there'll be a Jim Harbaugh to the NFL rumor after Michigan wins the Big Ten. Is he done enough to leave his alma mater? I'm, I'm, that's going to be out there. Uh, is Urban Meyer done at Ohio State? Like here, where is Matt Campbell going? Where all these things are going to happen? That is just the way the industry works right now. Um, but for now, I am recording this. It is Tuesday evening. USC has a head coach in Clay Helton. I keep wanting to call him Todd Helton. Is Clay Helton? They have had a bad season. The Trojans have, and there's a pretty good chance that USC under 
AD Lynn Swan. Yeah, Lynn Swan, athletic director at USC. Likely to part ways with Clay Helton. That could happen. And if that does, it'll probably be after the last regular season game this weekend. Would be maybe early next week. Maybe as early as Saturday night or Sunday. If that happens, USC is going to be looking for a head coach. There have been a few different national outlets, national college football writers that think James Franklin would be a good fit at USC, would be wanted by USC, and USC would have James Franklin on its wish list if they're going to hire a new head coach. There was some speculation in Sports Illustrated, Yahoo Sports has something about this, but it's really all speculation. This isn't any concrete reporting that James Franklin is in talks with USC. James Franklin desires to go to USC or USC like is calling James Franklin to set up an interview. None of that is happening. We are in step, I don't know, zero of this process, I guess. Maybe step ha- a half step in. If, if this were to happen, which again, I really don't think it will. Um, James Franklin seems like he's happy at Penn State and want, want to leave. Um, but regardless, James Franklin was asked about it as his press conference today. Here is, I'm just going to read his answer. Here's what he said. Quote, first of all, I guess it's that time of year where all this stuff happens. It's that time of year. It's the crazy mad time of year where these things, where these types of things happen. So as you guys know, like always, we're focused on Maryland completely, 100%. I don't even think it's fair or right to even be talking about that job from everything I understand about it, but we're completely focused on Maryland. End quote. Some Penn State fans are reading into it that James Franklin didn't deny that he would go to USC and he's interested in this job. I don't. I guess I he didn't do that, but I, it's not a forceful denial. I'm not going to read into it myself. I'm not. You're welcome to. Uh, people are going. People are going to read into it because this was. As of now, the only thing he has said about it, um, and like these rumors are not going to go away very quickly unless for some reason Lynn Swan comes out and says Clay Helton is our guy in 2019 for sure, and maybe even after Penn State's game on Saturday, James Franklin says I'm, I'm Penn State's coach in 2019 for sure. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. Uh, I think this could be a play from James Franklin where he is trying to leverage a situation and to point out the fact that he is wanted by other high-profile programs to probably get more money for him or his coaching staff. Probably not him because he just signed that big contract two years ago. He's one of the top uh, top 10 coaches in the country in terms of salary. Uh, but he might be saying, hey, like, maybe maybe he, maybe he wants a new offensive coordinator. Maybe things aren't working with Ricky Ronnie like he wanted. And he is kicking himself for not making an outside hire. And now he, this offseason, he wants to go out and spend big bucks to get a high, high quality offensive coordinator. That could be what he's doing. I, I don't know. This is me speculating about speculation. And that is this time of year. That's what's happening. Again, I don't think James Franklin would leave Penn State. Um, he, I, I don't know how much of a price you put on the stuff he said about it, but if you go back to his introductory press conference, he says he's a Pennsylvania boy with a Pennsylvania heart. And this is the place that he's always wanted to be. And uh, it made sense when he went from Vanderbilt to Penn State. Like, is going to Penn State to USC a step up? It's, I mean, it's, I guess if you're sick of the winters in State College, for sure. 
Um, I, and, and I mean, it is a, I was a marquee program. Don't get me wrong, but so is Penn state. Um, so I, and I, and it seems that USC wanted Franklin when they were looking for a coach back in 2013, 2014, the same time Penn state was looking for a new head coach after Bill O'Brien left. Uh, and that didn't work out for USC then. So I don't know if they still want him now. They could offer more money, perhaps. Um, there are going to be, I, I think there are going to be a couple of more James Franklin rumors. There's always like one, like this NFL team would considering bringing in James Franklin. So that could happen again. Who knows? I've, I think James Franklin is happy at Penn State. And I mean, he's in like year three of getting his actual good full recruiting classes in there. So I... I, I don't see him leaving after uh, five years and uh, a Big Ten title. I mean, it could happen, but I, I, I'm not going to read in that much into the comment. And uh, I'm going to move on from uh, from these USC rumors. Second thing I think Penn State fans should know this week, Maryland is really good at running the football. The Terps aren't great at that much else, but they are very good at running the ball. They are third in the Big Ten in rushing yards at 244.4 yards per game on the ground, surprisingly behind uh, Wisconsin, not surprising, but behind Illinois. Illinois just runs the ball a lot, but still. Um, And they have some explosive backs. First and foremost, they have Anthony McFarland. Like Miles Sanders, he has over 1,000 yards this year, and he's done it on far fewer carries. He has uh, 1,022 yards on 125 carries, which if you crunch those numbers, that is 8.2 yards per carry. They also have Ty Johnson, um, who's been hurt, didn't play last week against Ohio State. But if he is able to go this week, he's also very good and very fast. Uh, he has an average of 7.8 yards carry on just 66 touts this year. Um, but, I mean, both of those guys have touchdown runs that have gone for longer than 80 yards. Uh, McFarland last week, just a monster game against Ohio State. He had 298 rushing yards. Maryland's team had 339. He had 298 of them, and he had rushing touchdowns of 81 and 75 yards in a matter of minutes against Ohio State, whose defense is, is a joke these days. Um, but still, that that is super impressive. Um, the, the Terps offense really revolves around running the football with him. It's kind of like Wisconsin's did with, with Jonathan Taylor though Maryland has a little bit more of a, uh, a cohesive passing game. Um, so I think Penn State can just kind of do what it's done in the last two weeks and make their first, second, third priorities on defense, stopping various kinds of the run. Uh, and hopefully they'll have much more success than Ohio State did. Um, but yeah, Maryland is not a slouch. Um, they are about a two touchdown underdog, but I don't, I think this game could be a lot closer than that. I think Maryland could kind of like Wisconsin did jump out to a lead uh, because they have, they have very good. They have a very good rushing attack, which can put up points on the board in the blink of an eye. So it's something Penn state I'm sure is, is knows it has to worry about. And uh, they are uh, Maryland, not a slouch, especially when the running game, their defense, a little suspect, their passing game, not that great, but they can run the ball. That's why they took Ohio State to to overtime last week and uh, probably should beat the Buckeyes. Real quick aside on that, Maryland went for two, uh, down by one in overtime, and they drew up a perfect play to beat the Buckeyes, and uh, their quarterback just missed a throw, and that was it. The right call, though, going for two in that situation. So kudos to Matt Canada 
who is the interim head coach there in a season where after DJ Durkin got fired and almost got brought back and then was on leave. Matt Cannon has been the interim coach all year. And uh, he is the same. You might remember him from such four past games as 2016 Pitt when he was their offensive coordinator there and they put up 42 points against Penn State. So capable backfield and a capable play caller in Matt Canada. Not sure what Maryland team is going to show up this week. They've been very up and down all season. Beat Texas two weeks later, lose to uh, Temple by a couple touchdowns. They lose to Indiana a couple weeks ago, and then they followed up by having Ohio State on the ropes. So not sure what Maryland team is going to show up on Saturday, but it could be a tougher task uh, for Penn State's defense. Third and final thing to know this week, as you already know, it is senior day. And that means it's, of course, uh, Trace McSorley's final game at Penn State. Um, this will be the last time we see a couple dozen players at Beaver Stadium. And uh, McSorley is obviously the most notable one. And I just want to take a moment to say it's crazy that he is leaving his Penn State career playing his worst football. Uh, unexpected, even a month or two ago, that, that this would be the case. Um, it is uh, both statistically and just with the eye test been tough on Trace for the last two months. Trace has not looked like Trace, and uh, there are a myriad of reasons for that. I Part of it is there are different players coming in and around him in, in an evolving scheme. Uh, he has hurt his leg against Iowa. We don't know really how healthy he is, but some of it's also on Trace McSorley. He's just missing throws. He is not making throws that he has made in years past, and uh it's let like the, his completion percentage is in the toilet. His his numbers are are not pretty to look at. I'm sure some of it he would say is on my shoulders, but um, I, you, can, you hope that for his sake and and just I think it'd be nice for Penn State fans to send him out to see him have a more complete Trace McSorley s performance on Saturday, meaning maybe he rushes for a touchdown or two and and, and completes a couple deep balls because lately that has not been the case. Um, and even if you are ready for Trace McSorley to move on uh, and for the new a new era, the Tommy Stevens or Sean Clifford era, whatever happens next, I think it is worth appreciating his entire body of work. Um, this kind of feels like how Ohio State fans last year, if you followed that team at all, felt about JT Barrett, who had like left the school because he was a three-year starter with every statistical... He was a leader in basically every statistical category, but... A lot of Ohio State fans wanted Dwayne Haskins in there because he had a little more promise. He was the future. Uh, there's been some similar sentiments in Happy Valley this year with McSorley uh, just trending the the opposite direction, what you think. But um, here's the thing. like Chase McSorley has been what Penn State needed at the right time, without a doubt. Uh, he was not the best, most talented college quarterback ever and he never, he really probably doesn't have a future as an NFL quarterback. And he ne- he didn't become the second coming of Baker Mayfield like some people thought he might this year. He never really blossomed without Saquon Barkley, without Joe Moorhead. But he was the right guy for this program at the right time. He was one of James Franklin's first recruits at Penn State. Incredibly fun to watch in a vast majority of the games he started and played. It's been tough to watch recently, but he will leave Penn State as on the short list of best quarterbacks in program history and uh, a big 10 title and a big 10, a 2016 run that will be unforgettable for Penn state fans. So 
I like to think of that Trace McSorley with whatever happens on Saturday, whatever's happened in the last two months here. Uh, and I imagine he'll get a warm send off on Saturday and, and it will be deserved. All right. So that are the three things to know this week. We got to step away for a quick break, but when we come back, we'll have our top five reasons to be thankful for Penn State football in 2018. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're a college football fanatic. You don't just want to watch the game, you need to watch the game. That's why I'm telling you, you need to check out Sling TV. For just 30 bucks a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12 Network, the SEC Network, and more. You can stream the big games on your big screen and all your favorite devices with Sling TV. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, but it's better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. If you want to check out Sling TV, Locked On Nittany Lions listeners can get a special 7-day free trial. Go to sling.com slash locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and sign up for your free 7-day trial today. Sling.com slash locked on and find out why Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. Welcome back to the show. We're going to get into our top five reasons Penn State fans should be thankful this season in just a minute. Uh, but before we do that, I have the today's trivia question. It's our weekly trivia here on Locked on Nittany Lions. We will get you the answer in the next segment, so make sure you stick around for that. So today's trivia question, in 41 meetings, how many wins all time does Maryland have against Penn State? The two teams they've met for 40, not 41 years, but 41 times dating back further than 41 years. In those games, how many wins does Maryland have? We'll get you the answer in our next segment. Think about that for a while. Uh, see if you can come up with that answer. Moving on, top five reasons to be thankful as a Penn State fan in 2018 Happy Thanksgiving. This is a, a holiday-themed list. We're starting at number five. Fifth reason to be happy, paved parking lots. So uh, shout out to paved parking lots because the grass lots at Penn State, uh, have they're out of commission this week against Maryland, first of all. And uh, this has happened at least three different times this season uh, during Penn State's seven home games where rain, snow, weather has forced them to close all or some of the grass parking lots around Beaver Stadium, which, man, that, that just kills the tailgating scene, you got to imagine. But at least there'll be some tailgating scene with the paved parking lots. I've actually not been up to a home game this year. I am going this weekend. I uh, was kind of bummed to hear about the paved parking or the grass lots being closed. But, you know, I you got to have a friend who has a one of those spots right close to the stadium. They always have the best tailgates anyway, so... I'm thankful, and you are probably are as well, thankful for paved parking lots. Number four reason to be happy, Tommy Stevens and Sean Clifford. As we mentioned earlier, Trace is moving on, but there's not really much worry about the future of the Penn State quarterback position. There could be a little bit. Tommy Stevens it only has one year, and then who knows if Sean, Sean Clifford could transfer. 
in theory, this, this could happen, but the way it stands, Penn State's quarterback position is in great hands after Trace leaves. Um, whoever the starter is, actually, you presume it's Tommy Steven and Stevens, who has been an integral part of this offense for the last couple of years, and Penn State fans know him well. Penn State fans love him already. He's going to come in with uh, with a lot of expectations and and as one of the most unique players and quarterbacks in the country with his large frame, ability to run, and ability to line up all over the place. Maybe we'll see some more two quarterback packages with Stevens and Clifford. Who knows? Uh, and also, we saw uh, we saw Sean Clifford be very good in very limited time this year. He has a flawless five for five passing mark. He's thrown for two touchdowns, including the longest one in school history. Uh, but he, in his limited minutes against other teams' backups, has looked good too. So the quarterback position seems in good hands moving forward for Penn State, and that's not always the case when you have a longtime quarterback leave. So that's a reason to be thankful. Third reason for Penn State fans to be thankful this year: a forty-five win, a forty-five point win over Pitt. Pitt is ranked now. It's weird. Yeah, I don't quite understand how it's happened. But Pitt seems to be kind of good, and they are in the top 25. The Pitt Panthers have won their division in the ACC and will play Clemson for the ACC title uh, next Saturday, not this one, um, which is very strange because it did not seem like Pitt was a top 25 team when Penn State blew them out on a rainy September night at Heinz Field. But here we are. Uh, So that 45-point beatdown feels even sweeter now with Pitt looking like a if they I mean they play Miami this weekend to beat Miami they're they'll definitely be a top 25 team and they could in theory ru- ruin Clemson's season uh if they pull a huge upset in the ACC championship I wouldn't bank on it but you know Pitt fans might be happy about being in the top 25 and Pitt State fans can still remind them they lost 51-6 at Heinz Field number two reason to be happy as a Penn State fan bowl committees Shout out to bowl committees. They love Penn State, and for good reason. It's mainly because of you, the fans, travel insanely well all over the country, go to these bowl games, and pretty much everyone running a bowl game wants Penn State there because they know they'll bring people and sell tickets and merchandise and make it a marquee game. Penn State is in the upper echelon uh, amongst large fan bases and big-name teams that, that bowl teams want. So that's why, and this has a little bit more to do with the college football playoff committee, but this is why if Penn State is, they're eight and three, even an underwhelming, say they go nine and three and have a somewhat underwhelming season, they very well could end up in a New Year's six game because they're kind of a marquee team. So shout out to bowl committees. They, they really like Penn State and it probably will do Penn State fans well uh, in the next coming weeks here. All right, number one reason for Penn State fans to be thankful in 2018 it's this freshman class. Penn State brought in probably its t- most talented recruiting class of all time in 2018. Definitely the most touted they've had among the scouting services since those things have started in the last 15, 20 years or so. Uh, and they've had guys, true freshmen, who have delivered a lot this year. Friermuth, Dotson, Parsons, the list goes on. This class was touted as very good when they got here. And when they've been on the field, those guys have excelled. You look at Pat Fryermuth has turned into the second most favorite target of Trace McSorley and is leading the team in receiving touchdowns, which is nuts. Uh, Jahan Dotson has looked really good in recent weeks. 
Uh, Justin Shorter in limited action, you can kind of see why he's exciting. Ricky Slade, the same idea. And then you have guys like Jason Owe, who has only played a little bit and maintains his red shirt. And you can see him being a very good pass rusher coming off the edge in, in future years. Micah Parsons has been basically grown into a starting linebacker role with Penn State. It's uh, This freshman class is, is showing why they had all those four or five star ratings and why these kids were expected to be really good uh, because they are. Um, there's a very bright future for Penn State, even if uh, you know, if you're a little disappointed. And that's like the biggest saving grace, I think, from this nine and three team is that a lot of these guys, and you can throw like a guy like KJ Hamler in there who's a redshirt freshman, but he's been their most exciting offensive player. Uh, you can throw him in the mix too. And like these guys have delivered and that's a re- they have a really good core of skill position players and offense and a good young base on defense coming back of guys who, who should make Penn State a preseason top 20, top 15 team next year and uh, could make them a threat again as Penn State probably will be for a long time to come to win the Big Ten. So that is something to be super thankful for. Those are my lists. Let me know what you think. Uh, you can tweet at us at LockedOnNittany. Let us know what you're thankful for among Penn State football. We're thankful for you listening, uh, but we do have to step away for a quick break. Uh, we'll get you the answer to that trivia question and uh, send you off here when we come back. Stay with us on Locked On Knitting Lines. Welcome back to the show. We're closing out things today with the answer to our trivia question. It was in 41 meetings, how many wins does Maryland have against Penn State? You only need one hand to count this thing. You only needed two fingers to count this thing. Maryland has two wins in its existence against Penn State as a football team. Two. One of those came in 1961 and the other one came in 2014, the infamous no handshake game at Beaver Stadium. The team's also tied in 1989, so congrats on that, Terps. But that's it. They played 41 times. Penn State has won 38 of those games. That is a astonishingly good percentage. I did not think it was going to be that high. Just kind of looking up some stuff uh, about this uh, about the two teams' history together. I had no clue it was going to be Penn State's record was 41-2-1. and one. I thought, it, I mean, I knew they would have more wins than Maryland, but not that many. Um, also, Maryland's largest win over Penn State is four. They've had those two wins by a combined five points. Penn State beat Maryland by 63 points last year, and that tied their largest. They've done that twice. They actually won 70-7 to seven in, uh, in 1993. So Penn State has dominated this series. Uh, they're looking to get that another win here on uh, – on Saturday. It hasn't been close the last two years either, so maybe Penn State can, can finally put together a complete game on both sides of the ball, uh, something they haven't been able to do in a while here, and, and close out the regular season on a high note. We'll try to do the same uh, when we come back next week to discuss that game. We'll get some reactions to Penn State's regular season, what it means, probably something more on James Franklin, USC, etc., other coaching rumors. We'll get you updated on that, but We won't be back until next week. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this or a safe drive to Happy Valley if you're going to the game this weekend, 
Uh, make sure to check out our shows next week. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, basically wherever you get your podcasts you can find. Locked on Nittany Lions. Uh, we appreciate everyone who listens to the show and downloads it us. Uh, really, really happy if you could leave us a rating and review. That is greatly appreciated. I am thankful for you and thankful for you listening. Have a great Thanksgiving. I'll talk to you next week.